listening to episode 14 of Wine and Cheese, a podcast about whiny records and cheesy movies. I'm Joey. And I'm Mike. And I'm Willa. Hey. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> we got a guest. Yeah. Uh, this is longtime friend of the show, Willa. You may remember her from the Bridget Jones episode where she did a dramatic reading of the the book, a bu- passage from the book. I believe. And there is no accent work, <laughs> Un- unlike uh, <laughs> Renee Zellweger. <laughs> um, yeah, welcome to the show, Willa. Thank you. <laughs> uh, this Will- we- Willa also wrote the Overlord article in Cinepunks recently. Oh, yeah. I about read that, that. About that time, a year. <laughs> uh, and this week, we're going to be covering the classic Triple Crown October 9th, 2001, <laughs> brand new's Your Favorite Weapon. And it is paired with the 2014 adventure comedy Eurotrip. Yeah, it was uh, Will's choice this week. Uh, Care to explain want? why? Yeah. Um, well, it's one of the greatest emo records ever made, and one of the most <laughs> accurate movies about Europe ever made. Yeah, <laughs> an yeah. anthropological masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> and correct me if I'm wrong. Have you been to Europe before? I have been to Europe. It is the size of Eastwood Mall I hear, so I can attest <laughs> that it is all very close together. Nice. Um, we found like an accidental, uh, like, s- so the connection initially was the Jude Law on a semester abroad and it being Eurotrip sort of connection, but we found another one yesterday. What, what I can't remember what it was though. It was that a song about a girl cheating on a boy kicks uh, off the whole movie uh, and that's yeah. basically every song in the brand new record. Yep. Scotty doesn't know. Yep. Uh, yep. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll, we'll get into that. Yes. Uh, in the meantime, Willa. What uh, what's your history with the emo genre? Well, <laughs> my cousin once sent this to my brother when I was in middle school and sent me a good Charlotte record, and I told him that she didn't send him anything, <laughs> and I kept both. Nice. And which good Charlotte record? Oh, the one, <laughs> whatever it was called, uh, the, the first one. Yeah, the first one because she was from Maryland. So yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, bus fifty-five. Ooh. Hell yeah. Uh. <laughs> I don't know. All, this, all the kids at my school were oi punks, and I, I was like, well, we both wear studded belts, so close <laughs> enough. <laughs> like we get each other. <laughs> what? Um, I just have more feelings than you do. I did, <laughs> and I had big hair. We we're very into backcombing. It was our <laughs> shared interest. I, I think that, is that like the staple of emo is just having bad hair. <laughs> it must have been. Yeah. Even like the, uh, the sort of like whatever you want to call like the swoop. The, well, even like the non-swoop bands mm-hmm. had pretty bad hair. Oh, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, what are some of your favorite emo albums, Willa? Oh, well, definitely Bleed American. Oh. Mm. I'm going to say brand new. Have you new listened to the episode? <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> <boo>. <laughs> um, I feel like Joey is qualified to answer this because he's forced to listen to them as much uh, as I am. What your favorite ones would be? Oh, man. Well, this is one of them, too, probably. This is absolutely. Um, <laughs> I don't even know if I could name mine off the bat like that. That's like hard. Like, pretty much anything off of drive throughs original yeah, collection. that's true. Especially the first Starting Line album before the song where Kenny Vasily lost his virginity on the second album. <laughs> Wait, really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's what happened in between, right? And it changed, like, his whole songwriting. Same as Jesse Lacey. <laughs> Jesse Lacey went dark with the second album because he lost his virginity. And I know that Dang. because I read, read Kerrang! magazine every Monday for about uh, 10 years. Oh, shit. It'll change a man. They put out an al- They put out a magazine every Monday? Yeah. It used yeah, to be like one ninety nine. Shout cool. out to editor Ashley Bird. Hey, Ashley. Dang. I think Thanks he's a pro listening. skater now. <laughs> um... Damn, that's wild. All right, and one last question. Have you seen this movie before? 
Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Just making sure. It's a classic. I had not. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd seen, like, the Scotty Doesn't Know scene, no. and that's about it. Matt Damon. <laughs> we'll get to it. We'll yeah, sorry. To Joey it. tries to maintain that Road Trip is better, something I vehemently disagree with. I got to go with Joey on this one. Road <laughs> Trip, I've definitely seen more. I don't know if it's better, but I've definitely seen it more. I would. I used to watch it. Like your trip, I'm a big Tom Green guy. Your trip has more uh, full frontal <laughs> female nudity, so I don't know why you guys are so uncomfortable with the female body. But it also um, has more full frontal male nudity, so maybe your trip is. That's better. true. <laughs> what? Bunch of prudes. <laughs> prudes are my kind of people. Mike, what have you been listening to lately? Um, so I made a 300 song guided by voices cue the other day. Good God, and it was intense. <laughs> uh, so I've been listening to a lot of guided by voices. <laughs> Uh, can confirm their songs are pretty consistent throughout the years. Like yeah. They still write some pretty good songs. I find it hard. I tried to get into them several times. I find it hard to listen to the early stuff, even though that's what people really like. Just because yeah. of the sound All the four-track like stuff. Rough. Yeah. And they do crazy, like, cuts in and cuts out. Um, oh, I saw uh, Forward, the Japanese punk you band. You went? I went to the one in D.C. with oh, uh, yeah. Coke Bust and Head Splitters, and that was really cool. Nice. Um, I had never seen Forward before. That was very, very fun. Um, and then lastly, they were playing Guantanamo Baywatch today at the bagel store. That's and, your, that's uh, jam. I was ha- so happy. I was there for like 15 minutes and I didn't mind the wait cause I was listening to some good tunes and yeah, yeah, it was great. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. How about you? What have you been Uh, doing? I've been listening to, uh, the, well, we were listening to a lot of Jim Croce recently over Thanksgiving. <laughs> so I've been listening to that record a lot. Uh, Don't forget Yakety Sax Volumes 1 through 3. That, that, my grandma's favorite. Your grandma like, will just recreationally put on Yakety Sax? Boots yeah. Randolph. <laughs> That's awesome. Exactly. I love that. We also learned that he's from South Philly, Jim Croce. No. Never knew that. Yeah. Why is that not more lauded? Why don't we I know. appreciate him as much as we do? I, 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 we need to rep him more, I think. <laughs> He's a figurehead of the... Uh, of, either way. Of Philly. Of Philly. Yeah. Uh, there's a new Devil Master record called Manifestations. That's like... I don't listen to a lot of metal or adjacent stuff, but that record's awesome. Uh, Sweet. The, the new Currency and Freddie Gibbs record is awesome. It's called Fetty. Ooh. Uh, and then... With a Y or an I? With an I. So like confetti? Like confetti. Okay. <laughs> and then uh, I'm listening to a lot of Thundercat. That like, have, Are you familiar with him? I'm not familiar He's with He's like Thundercat. a bass player, but cool. he he did a lot of stuff with like Erica Badu, and he was the bass player for Suicidal Tendencies after the dude that ended up joining Metallica really? left the band. Um, and But he now he does like weird like... I don't even know what you would call it. It's like, like funky. It's like experimental, like funk, jazzy kind of stuff. But like, I don't, it's just, he's super weird. So he's like a mix of like Sun Ra and like, I don't know, but like he's super cool. It sounds very And wild. he's like, he like produces some stuff with like Flying Lotus and stuff. So it's like kind of a mix of like Flying Lotus and like Sun Ra or something, Damn. I guess. But it's cool. It sounds insane. Yeah. I'm into it. Will, anything you want to let us know you've been listening to? New Meek Mill record, you poser. Yo. He's been listening to it for like four days. I have. Ooh. I was going to save it for the next episode. But I'll say, yeah, Championships by Meek Mill is awesome. He um, just dropped that kind of unexpectedly, right? He pulled a Beyonce? Yeah, pretty much. He put out like a song a week yeah. ago, but that's about it. And yeah. then there was a, there's a big billboard I pass every day on the way to work. It's like his face Ooh. with then it's this Championships that's on it. Sick. Yeah. I like the album cover. It's kind of like 90s looking a little bit. It is cool looking. It's neat. But yeah, um, I make seasonal playlists, so I have one right now, which is the superior version of Weathering Heights by Pat Benatar. <laughs> the A.E.S., Death Cab for Cunity, uh, Whiskey Town, Ooh. 
I've been listening to um, <laughs> every song from the closing credits of the Gilmore Girls. <laughs> every song. Do they uh, do they do a different song every closing credits? Yeah. Yeah, oh. and it's usually pretty good. And then um, we working my way through the Loretta Lynn back catalog. Ooh. Very nice. Very That's seasonal awesome. appropriate, I would say. Yeah. Absolutely appropriate. Yeah. Hell yeah. We'll just hop right into the wine portion. Yeah, of sure. The podcast then. Um, I looked. I looked it up on the internet, and according to isthisbandemo.com, brand new is an emo band. They are the Radiohead of emo. That's what it says. <laughs> that's, what it says. <laughs> that's that's. Yeah, I guess. That yeah. Kind of makes In sense. That, I, wait. The more I think about it, what does that even mean? I don't know what it means. <laughs> uh, weirdo. They're like man. The, the band. I guess. I guess that. so. Okay. But they don't say what like. If they were to like make a Venn diagram, or not a Venn diagram, like a, an analogy or a simile, yeah. What am I trying to go for? Like the colon, double colon, colon thing. That's a sim- li- simile. Sure. I don't know. It would be like brand new emo Radiohead indie rock. Sure. Yeah, I get that. Or alternative slash. They're more alternative, I guess. Now. I Who guess knows? So. I don't know anything about Radiohead anymore. Same. Uh, what's your personal history with this record in particular, Mike? Not the best. Um, I definitely heard brand new for the first time on the same like on the same mix CD. Uh, a friend played for me at the beach when I was like sixteen or seventeen with uh, the Armor for Sleep album that we covered. It was like the Armor yeah. for Sleep album and this album on the same CD. So I heard What to Do When You're Dead and like Jude Law and a Semester Abroad back to back, and I was like, I've never heard either of these things, and I like them. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so I guess that's the history. <laughs> okay. How about you guys? Um, my friend, uh, in high school, my friend Chris and I would go to like places like FYE or like Best Buy, mm-hmm. um, when we were in high school, we would blind buy s- random CDs based on the artwork. So we bought Deja and Tendu. Oh, so you heard the, that before this? Heard one. that before yeah. this. Cause like back then you're like, whoa, that's like cool looking. The oh, astronaut the, or like the weird yeah. colorful background or whatever. I bet we know I people with up, that tattoo as well, by the way. Oh God. Probably. I don't know if I want to. Uh, but uh, This is a safe I, space, Joey. <laughs> I ended up giving him that CD. And then I somehow I acquired a burn copy of this. Maybe in exchange for it. I don't really remember. But uh, I'm a little ashamed to say I remember most of these songs. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. See, I, on the other hand, don't do not. Yeah. And Will, you mentioned you stole it from your friend's brother. Not from my own brother, who's from your not my brother. friend. There so. we go. <laughs> Close enough. Shots fired at your brother. <laughs> I was going to say, since Joey's out here trying to shame my people, part of my history of emo is to also do with two giant Circus Survive tattoos on my ankles that oh. I got when I was 18. Very neat. My friend has a Circus Survive tattoo around his elbow. Yeah, Circus Survive is cool, though. Okay. They just played. I listened to like their last record, and it was pretty good. Don't don't try to change the subject. <laughs> um, I only really know the Inuit sessions in Juturna. And, uh, whatever the one after Juturna was was good too. On letting go the, with the, yeah, that one's good. I like that one. Yeah, I'll back you though. The artwork is cool. Oh, it's not the artwork. It's deep, <laughs> oh. meaningful lyrics. Oh, cool. Um, no, I so I grew up. In England, in most of the CDs I had, I had to get my cousin to send to me or wait until my annual trip to visit my grandma and go to Hot Topic Ooh. or Walmart. And Would you buy fly the, back home with like a ton of CDs oh in your yeah. luggage? Like the Warp Tour compilations. <laughs> like, here comes the CD girl again. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I remember also following the Jesse Lacey uh, and then Taking Back Sunday Beef, Ooh, Straylight yeah, Run, yeah. where at the first uh, concert I got to go to without my parents, which Hell was, yeah. was uh, Monine... Straylight Run, and actually brand new. Really, Sick Trans of Glory had just come out. It was my first concert without my parents. Yeah, my sister took me, and 
I remember thinking as I was reading all of this online on a popular webpage called thisisnotemo.net. Oh, shit. Mm. That Long Island sounded like such a cool place. <laughs> <laughs> the basement scene of Long Island was where I wanted to be. <laughs> where you wanna be. I think it's a Taking Back Sunday song. I uh, also thought that about New Jersey because of like Hidden in Plain View and Midtown and all those bands. I was like, damn, New Jersey seems so cool. <laughs> Wait, does Straylight Run factor into the beef? Did, is this something oh, I absolutely. missed? Absolutely. Straylight Run came out of the big Taking Back Sunday divide after somebody's sister got cheated on by somebody from one band or another. So John Nolan was in Straylight Run. From Taking Back Sunday. He's the guitarist did, from Taking Back Sunday's oh, first didn't album. Did he leave to join Stray Light Run or form them? Started it, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah, I think, I think so. I don't yeah. want to slander Sir Lazara, but I feel like he may have... <laughs> may have been the cheater? Yeah, slept with his sister or something. But then somehow Jesse Lacey also figures into it, but they had like high school beef and they had a whole t-shirt... Uh, oh, system. We've the covered... Mics are swinging. We covered mics it for on. singing, not swinging. And then... There's like another one. Yeah. We covered it a couple episodes yeah. ago. Let me see if I still have the note of the beef. So what I had before was Jesse Lacey was originally the bassist for Taking Back Sunday. Taking okay. Back Sunday's then front man, John Nolan. He was the front man before Adam Mazzara. Got it. Apparently hooked up with Lacey's girlfriend at the time, which caused Lacey to leave the band and eventually start brand new. Uh, cue the release of both their debut albums, blah, blah, blah. I think they were members from there. Yeah. They used to be in a band with uh, Brandon Riley from the movie Life and Nightmare of You as well. Called the rookie, called the rookie lot. lot. I yeah. wrote that down. So uh, that was kind of cool. That guy gets brought up a lot on here. Who? <laughs> Brandon Riley. We oh. bring him up a lot. Yeah, just probably just that one other time. <laughs> well, you know the movie life episode too, yeah. and uh, we're both secret Nightmare of You fans. I think I follow him on Twitter. <laughs> well, that Mike took it one step further. <laughs> follow uh, him on Twitter. Uh, probably at Brandon Riley or something. <laughs> uh, how do you guys feel about the cover art of this record? Well, I will, I will well, say different I, than I, the one that I had growing up, which was like a chess piece in a stop clock. Exactly, yes. much cooler. The I think the Spotify one is the tenth anniversary the reissue. reissue. The cover was pretty classy for back then, and it also <laughs> kind of fit their image of being like nerds. Yeah, yeah, and like just virgin like nerds. Random items on like a clean background was definitely like an emo thing of the time. Yeah. I think <laughs> I don't know that Newfound Glory is necessarily emo, but uh, their one album cover with like the action figures and the condoms and like all that weird yeah. stuff. I feel like that was like definitely a. It's just like what do we got? Times. Let's I think throw that it on. Self-titled, Mike. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, you're right. There you go. Thank you. What do we got? Let's just throw it on the table and take a photo of it. Uh, <laughs> sure. We got some lemon raspberry Italian sparkling water. We got some apples. We got a butternut squash. Candy canes. Really, just a lot of fruit. <laughs> and some delicious cookies. And a tiny uh, Phillies helmet. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think the, the stop clock and the chess piece is pretty like iconic, I guess. Way cooler. Really, if you think about it, kind of all their records stand out. I don't really know what the Daisy cover is. But I feel like Devil and God, that that's like, like a, a pretty w- iconic cover with the people in the costumes and the little kids and stuff. Is Daisy someone wearing like a wolf costume or something it's the devil and god i hate that i know that uh, i'll look it up real quick the dejan tandu one was very much of its time it was yeah, oh yeah for sure that's like some pre laser cats galaxy print everywhere that's, that's like some print on the side of the t-shirt oh, yeah. shit. number 12 the, looks like you print. <laughs> <laughs> oh daisy's just like a little forest it's like a, a photograph of a forest and there's like there is like a little fox sitting in the middle oh, i'm also okay. gonna say a aggressively unpopular opinion that this is brand new's best record and everything was downhill after here i would agree would also agree at this point i mean but i think fight you both but i think i think outside of this group that the the opposite is probably true oh i know people who swear down daisy or um the devil and god especially devil and god i feel like gets jocked a lot i don't 
like anything they've really done. Deja on Tendu's okay, but mostly like everything after that, I just kind of like. Yeah, it's pretty. I either didn't pay attention or I heard it once and was like, I'm okay. Um, I actually don't get why this band is so popular to this day. Me neither. I think it was just like uh, they just made themselves. I don't know. Like when they they disappeared after Deja on Tendu, it felt like, and it took feels like it took forever for Devil and God to come out. But I think like the mystery of them. Yeah. First, first of all, I don't think that's true. Second of all, (laughs) I think that it's because they are accessible. Like every other emo band, more or less, stayed in their lane, with the exception of what we've been talking about: the weird recent radio pop explosion of fallout boy and panic at the disco yeah and even take back sunday really they got whoa they got popular but they kind of stayed closer to yeah but brand new really kind of went full dark indie rock and i would say the majority of people i know who like brand new are people that probably didn't like this era of emo growing up that much they probably don't like this this record as much as they like those oh i know people who straight up find this record unlistenable but they so dumb yeah a lot of sensitive normie dudes who are like lawyers now are like, yeah, like brand new. Yeah, who absolutely <laughs> yeah. had sick transit glory in their MySpace <laughs> yeah. page. Uh, the length of this record is 41 minutes long. Mike, you know how I feel about the record length. It's a perfect amount. It's, it's pretty, 40, pretty much anything between 35 and 45 is a great length. Your favorite was 44, I believe, right? No, 30, 33 is 33, probably 33, my favorite 30, length. There you go. <laughs> He references um, himself a lot in this album, which is problematic. <laughs> I actually only realized that last night that when he says the line, Jess, I still taste you, thus reserve my right to hate you, that it's someone speaking to him. Third person about yeah. himself. Oh, yeah. wow. I didn't realize that until yeah. just now. <laughs> and we'd be remiss if we didn't uh, address his sexual allegations. <laughs> that is true. Uh, what was that? Last he couple sucks. years or something like that? I don't know. Yeah. Shocker, I, popular frontman of a band takes advantage of women. Yeah, popular big male big surprise. Yeah. Takes advantage of Isn't people. there even a there's even a lyric where he says something about age not mattering or something? Well, he was oh, also like 17 when he wrote this record. Oh, that's though, a good point. So I'm going to go ahead and point that one out. That's a good point. True. Which is what that. makes this record funnier and the Taking Back Sunday record funnier yeah. is that it sounds like middle schoolers beefing. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah it's, it's so, perfect. It's so and that's like something I forget listening back to it. And I think it's like, like when I hear some of those lyrics, I'm like, this is so terrible. But then I remember that like a 17 year old wrote it. I love it because if, okay. So like the Jimmy world album, one of my all time favorite albums, or even something like the week of ends growing up, it felt adult. It mm-hmm. felt like something I didn't, understand yeah. but i was like i aspire to one day have these mature feelings yeah, yeah. whereas like <laughs> no effects and stuff like that was too goofy yeah to be something that i truly understood but this really encapsulated more than any other record hands down the feeling of being an angry middle schooler and yeah. like that makes petty sense. super super petty this is the pettiest <laughs> album so i've oh ever God. heard but so he he also so he says this isn't high school as if he's like out of high school and past all that shit. But then he's like in the last song, he's like, I'm going to stay 18 forever. <laughs> yeah. Like that's like, which also makes this perfect. Cause I think there's a line in your trip where they say this isn't high school anymore. Right. And it, it kicks off the whole movie. That's They, they probably do. And I should have used that for later, but I did Oof. not. I forgot already. Uh, <laughs> um, where does, if you had to pick a side between taking back Sunday and brand new on the beef, on the beef, on their whole, well, really, we'll let the music speak for what side you pick, I guess. Okay. What would you choose? Music-wise, I'm probably going to go Taking Back... Well, so I like this album more than Taking Back Sunday's first album, but I think Taking Back Sunday maybe lasts a little more. Yeah. I'm going to agree. I like this album probably more than all of Taking Back Sunday's combines, but yeah. I think they had a longer kind of quality, Yeah. and there's still a couple bangers on those last albums. Plus, I will say that the last time I saw Brand New was about 
seven years ago at Give It a Name Fest at Alexandra Palace, and they were boring. Really? Ooh, boring as all get out, because they were like the were Daisy they in, era. Like, Daisy era, yeah. I saw Taking Back Sunday play three years ago, and I did not buy a $30 long sleeve, even though I wanted to, <laughs> but they were great. Yeah. Dang. See, I believe that, actually. I believe they probably still got it. For yeah. sure. Alan Lazaro just seems like a nice dad. Well, he's just like, you know, he's a performer, for yeah. sure. Like, he just like goes all in. So you were pro-swinging? I'm pro. Oh, I'm pro very swinging. pro swinging. On the Taking Back Sunday episode, I told I told Mike a story about how when I saw the brand new shirt that said "Mike's are for singing, not for swinging," I thought it was a dig at at the drive-in for some reason because I didn't know about the beef. <laughs> you you I, had to elevate that, I didn't loved you? Loved at the drive-in, and they were always going nuts and swinging the mic. And I was Throwing like, "What do they got against at the drive-in, huh?" Because yeah. I thought it was cool, just like cool guy over bands here. happening at the same time. I uh, will say they're both like pretty boy front front men who are just trying to get girls. It seems like. Oh, I don't sure. know if that is <laughs> unpopular. Well, I think that's fairly true. If you see the photo from what the liner notes of the first version of the album, none of them are pretty boys. They all just look like herbs. Oh, like, they probably really? look like yeah. They're all wearing like back then, button sure. ups, short haircuts, like slightly baggy jeans, like not cool dudes at all. Whereas Adam Zara is always kind of a hottie. He was uh, well, and he was like very much tight clothes, long, pretty hair kind of thing yeah um that nose ring Oof. i don't know if i can pull up the the artwork i think jesse Lacey enough, had any piercings at least not that i want to know of. too pure and no, there's just a picture on the back of the city very of virginal jumping. which is okay so i say this is also a big different thing is that your favorite weapon comes across like a virginal angsty album yeah whereas tell all your friends i think adam lazar fucks <laughs> Whoa. Just that's, a, that's a safe bet. that's a safe bet <laughs> yeah um I have a funny note about this, the record label that put this out, Triple Crown. I mm-hmm. looked up some other stuff they put out. Uh, well, first off, they signed a Triple Crown after only playing two shows. Damn. Uh, I think, it, I, I guess maybe who ran it. it was Long some Island guy, Punk scene was just guys, so good. One of the guys from the Vandals uh, ran it, I think. No, oh, I'm thinking, of, oh, never mind. I'm thinking about Kung Fu for the next episode. My bad. That's fine. Uh, but Triple Crown also put out such bands as North Star. Love it. Hit the Lights. Fine. Hot Rod Circuit. Love it. Kevin Devine. Don't. And then we're taking a little bit of a turn. We got Folly, okay. which is Metalcore, Ska, Heroes of New Jersey. Yes. Uh, E-Town Concrete. And, wow. And 25 to Life. Holy shit. Wow. <laughs> Tough to get a read on this label. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I Someone they... also lost their virginity. <laughs> yeah. uh, in a bathroom at a punk show. I wonder if they put those hardcore records out like first and then we're like you know what will make us more money <laughs> and I didn't, it may be and that, you know what that would make sense but i didn't really even look at what they put out by those bands but right. i was like this is a very bizarre lineup this is like something what's worse being brand new following e-town concrete or being e-town concrete following brand new <laughs> either way crowds do not mix <laughs> i think well no def, there's definitely some e-town fans out there that love brand new like, really like tough hardcore dudes love brand new I, yeah, but they love like Daisy and the Devil and God. So post Triple B. Yeah, this is on BuzzFeed's list of thirty-six pop punk albums you'll need to hear before you fucking die. Before you fucking <laughs> wow. Uh, I read something that uh, Jesse Lacey's influences on this album. I feel like he was just saying shit, but it was Lifetime makes sense. The Cars, The Smiths. I was like, all right, cool, nice pull, dude. Mikey. But. Well, oh, in the yeah. song mixtape, he talks about how this girl doesn't like the Smiths or Morrissey, and then he compares himself to Morrissey. And then he Let's play it. I was going to say, yeah, we haven't played any haven't music played yet, True. which is like, we're way too far in. But uh, I guess let's play mixtape. Here's mixtape. Like one of my least favorite songs on the record. But. The song is like <laughs> ultimate petty. You're right. <laughs> 
This is like the classic AIM lyric song. I hate the, the lyric about the Smiths and Morrissey and his own band they all in the same sentence. <laughs> Shall we also point out this album has two effects I love, which is the radio effect. The radio voice effect, yeah. And it also has someone in the background just yelling the same lyric, but oh. from like 30 feet away. Yeah, yeah. like three that. seconds wow. earlier. They do too. that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a call and response. Yeah. In uh, Soka Amaretto Lime, I think they do like some vinyl crackle too. Yes. And I was like, that's oh. <laughs> They do, yeah, they do. And at the end, it has like the, the screech where someone bad has walked in the room or something. Right. And <laughs> or then the like whole a, record ends. It's perfect. Yeah, yeah. You're probably wondering how I got here. <laughs> like <Yeah>. that scratch. <laughs> that caught me off guard because I didn't remember the record scratch. And I was listening to it in the car the other night. And then it was like, that part's like way louder. Yeah. So mixtape is song four, I believe. Yeah. What is also should be mentioned is this album kicks off perfectly like the oh. minute you put it in Let's, it just like drops because shower scene is a pretty good song it's a taking back sunday song one thousand and that's <laughs> the one where he's got the radio effect also primo emo fighting words uh what is it again? i don't remember it's funny how all your best something, friends turn out to be your worst enemies yeah your worst enemies always seem to yeah. turn out to be your best friend's best friends that is 100 percent about taking back sunday <laughs> I, have, I really know like jude law soko amaretto lime 70 times 7 that's honestly all I remember really See, this record covers all the bases and that Jude Law is still one of the greatest breakup out record sorry songs of all time yeah. but 70 times 7 is one of the best songs about breaking up with your friends Ooh, yeah that's true yeah. there are a lot of songs about cars and, the, and car crashes and stuff he definitely some, just got his some, license there are some rough lyrics like hateful lyrics in this yeah, album in general it. uh but uh, yeah, there's two references to not wearing your seatbelt. There's, there's a, a song, song called, called not the No, no Seatbelt seat Song. song. <laughs> there's, there's and like, in 70 I, times 7, he says something when about... When you forget like, your seatbelt and you yeah. go crashing through the windshield. So yeah. Guamaretto Lime is about driving on the underpass. Like, I, this may have been written by the cars. It was, it was written by the cars, <laughs> I'm just going to say. It may have the been New written, Jersey State Troopers are listening. This may this. have been written by a car. <laughs> <laughs> it's written by Christine. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, Lightning McQueen. Uh, or Don't Kit. Oh shit! Yeah. Okay, that's we'll go with that, kid. Yeah, we'll go with kid. <laughs> Which brings us back to David Hasselhoff. Hey, we, hey, save it. <laughs> uh, I was gonna. I said that. Uh, whatever the what's the last song? So Amaretto Lime. Yeah, the stupid. Uh, you're just jealous because we're young and in love, <laughs> right? That was like a caption for every like couple's MySpace photo ever. Barf. I had not been 14 or something Barf. when I heard this record. I definitely would have gotten that as a tattoo. <laughs> 1,000%. Oh I'm so glad you were 14 when this was. Is that that or the Thursday Dove? <laughs> oh, shit. Better I, choice. No friend was a Thursday Dove <laughs> It's tattoo. never too late. <laughs> um, in Sokoram Amaretta Lime, he says, uh, the low fuel light's been on for days and we've got another 500 miles till we shut this engine down. What car does he have that gets that kind of mileage, dude? <laughs> what is 500 miles from in Long Col- Island. Oh, I was going to say in kilometers. Uh, <laughs> five. Pff, if you go know. east, you're in the ocean. So I don't know. Yeah. It'd be like you Virginia north, or something. Canada. Some, it'd probably be like Virginia or yeah. something like that. Sounds right. What about if you go west? West? I don't uh, know geography well enough. Maybe like Indiana Yeah, or I don't think you'd quite make it to Chicago. Yeah. So it's kind of a bummer. So the song's Wisconsin. about ending up in either... Indiana or Virginia <laughs> or uh, Canada. But he doesn't mention taking his passport, so I think it's safe to say he's staying continental. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> um, I have a note here. Secondary, it, there's. I have like a theory where it's like on an eleven or twelve song album, like number nine and ten are just like duds, 
and then they pick it back up for the ending. And secondary supports my theory. That's secondary is a, a, a pretty bogus magazines. Magazines is all right. Yeah, the only that, broken, another song that just drops straight off the beat. Yeah, I kind of yeah. like that one. Play the only broken-hearted loser, loser you'll ever need. Yeah, Lucretia. Oh yeah, that's the song where he starts off with like, Lucretia <laughs> or Leticia. <laughs> it's something to that effect. So many pauses in all their songs. A lot of power chords. They were 17. True. Alright. We're just enjoying this song right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't really have much to say about it. It's uh, pretty good, honestly. There's apparently a, a deluxe version of this that has the 2000 throwaway demos of a lot of songs. I didn't listen because... Oh, I'm absolutely going to listen to that after this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to save 70 times 7 for the transition because it's a classic. Okay. I'll probably just do the bridge, honestly. But uh, what's a, yeah, um, I, I was just going to say there's no Pitchfork review. We usually cover that, but um, Punk News gave it a 4 out of 5. Mm-hmm. Pretty, pretty high accolade there. That's pretty good. What's everybody's personal rating out of 10? 10. Wow. <laughs> You're saying it's Ooh. the perfect album. <laughs> this, okay, this album... If I listen to all your friends, it's good, but I can usually make it about halfway through before I start skipping around. Okay. Yeah. I can st- I can still listen to this album front to back, and I think it's aged pretty well. Like obviously, yeah. it's still kind of goofy, but if it, if you listen, I think if you heard it at the right time around the time it came out, yeah, and you connected to it, I could see if you were like a brand new fan now and you went back it to it, out. you'd be like, oh, this sucks. Yeah. But I think it has aged so well in a way that a lot of the really angsty emo that came after it definitely is not yeah it's true i kind of agree with that i think i probably should have listened to it more in high school like i i really liked sudden death in carolina um there were a couple songs on here i was just like damn these songs i would have loved this why wasn't i listening to this more yeah they sound like a couple songs sound like that band punchline if you remember them they were on like i remember by ramen. i never listened to them really though i remember them though they're pretty cool my back right. um yeah what would you give mike Oh, right. What would I give it? Uh, like a seven, six okay. or seven. Yeah, I'd give it like a six. I, yeah. I went into this thinking I was going to give it like some stupid like four, but I yeah. was putting on a front and I liked it more than I thought I would. So, <laughs> Did you guys watch the videos? Uh, there's one, right? I think there's one for Jude Law and one for Shower Scene. I watched oh. the video for Jude Law. Very um, of the times. It, isn't it just it's just live footage and then there's like interspersed tour footage of like them and some yeah fans. that's right but we're on tour yeah. hey we're band on tour <laughs> we played two shows and we're signed <laughs> and we're on tour um the bassist and the guitars look the same the guys with like yeah. longer curly hair they honestly all kind of look the same <laughs> the uh shower scene video is just a school of them play or a video of them playing on like a high school stage almost uh mm-hmm. and with like squares it's like cut into quarters uh stages know, to, no, no the uh it's hard to describe oh. it's, it's like the split frames yeah, and things yeah, like yeah, that yeah. like brady um, bunch that's yes, what i was exactly. gonna say <laughs> uh but it also starts off uh the video with the audio of jude law and then it cuts and then it cuts into shower scene it's really strange oh weird i don't know it picks what's up where it left off that's right <laughs> wait that's also the super of the time because they do that in the fenix tx music video too really which one we're like uh like for Steve threesome okay. we're like someone pulls up listening to a fenix tx song on the radio turns off the car <laughs> oh, yeah. and then walks in and then like the drums start yeah Damn. bands did do that a lot and they weird. were i don't know they were trying to tell a story or what was yeah. going on there but uh and then will do you remember punk rock vids Damn. Okay. Well, there's. I was trying to explain it to Joey. There was a site they would post either live videos or like, uh, you know, vi- music videos. And at the end, they do a little a 10 second clip of a different band, a different popular band from the time with like 
of one of their videos like promoting another video i guess but they'd always have fugazi's waiting room as one, one mm. of the songs but the main way i saw music videos at this age was either put the cds into my pc yeah, oh, yeah. If, if i was lucky enough to have special features which the enhanced cd there was one for lucky denver mint that i remember very well and my friends had cable so i'd go over and videotape my favorite ones oh, and nice. take them home to watch fuse or something like that fuse yeah. fuzz kerrang much music or something oh sorry another thing he makes a reference to the cure uh with uh one of the songs where he's like uh never thought this night would be so close to me or whatever oh yeah that's one of the songs close to me and the song by the cure yeah, yeah. And, and same lyric he like checks the mic in that song i think in the beginning it's really strange Go back and listen to it. I forget what song it is, but whatever song that is, Google I it. I never really noticed that. Yeah, it's weird. Um, Mike, did you come up with a Weird Al parody for this record? You bet I did. Well, I told you about it. Did you do it at all? That's okay if you didn't. Unless you want to try to, unless you want us to go and try to come up with one on the spot. <laughs> I would do the bathtub scene, <laughs> and it would be the uh, death of Voltaire, Ooh. something which is Ooh. also referenced in your trip, and it would be a petty song written by his assassin. Really? Love it. Wow. Okay. Sorry, no, maybe that's... She's a natural. Way better Maria. on her feet than we are with this. <laughs> the famous guy planned. who got assassinated in Paris and has the the painting of him dying in a bathtub, like... Mm. Uh, William yeah, we'll go Is it Taft being pulled out of the bathtub? I thought you were about, no, no. about to say William Hung. No. <laughs> Classic William Hung. Um, I had two, as I've been known to do. One's shitty and one's like fine. <laughs> the first one is a Logan's Run reference. Uh, so Logan to Government Center and 70 times 7 mashed up together would be Logan 5 to Francis 7. It's a really fucking nerdy Logan's Run reference. Yep, yep, yep. yep. And I like it, though. Sudden Death in Carolina would be Cell and Meth in Carolina. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it happens. <laughs> Mine is the wear your seatbelt song. Thank you. Nice. Thank you. PSA. It's about, like, about safety. <laughs> is it like Boz Lerman's wear sunscreen? Sure. <laughs> um, all right. We're going to take a little break. Yeah. Unless anybody has anything else. I, wanna... oh, so um, I wrote down their tours. If you want oh, yeah. to hear about the tours. Oh, yeah. touch on the tours real quick. I'm just going to say the bands because it's long. So we got Reunion Show, Further Scenes Forever, Recover, Hot Rod Circuit, Autopilot Off. Great band. Starting Line, uh, Finch. Couple bands we've covered so far: Midtown, Glassjaw, Taking Back Sunday, Rufio. Played with Hot Rod Circuit a lot. It yeah, they like. definitely did. Uh, More Finch, Static Lullaby, Hot Rod Circuit again, and early November. Cool. <laughs> Wasn't that fun? Well, and didn't we learn on the Taking Back Sunday episode that they toured together around this time? Probably like, what, for one tour, even yeah. though they hated each other or something. I mean. For the numbers of for getting people out to shows alone, that's probably like a good move. True. Yeah. Um, Maybe they'll fight on stage. Yo, that would be crazy. <laughs> um, I'll play the seventy times seven bridge for the intro. If you guys think that's something we should do, yeah. Sure. Okay. Cool. Be back in a minute. Is that what you call the getaway? 
tell me what you got away with Cause you left the phrase from the ties you severed When you say best friends means friends That song is also a Bible reference to Cain and Abel, 70 times 7. Really? Brother against yeah, it's brother. Like, it's like Matthew something something. I, I saw that earlier. Well, I forget Joey's what the verse flexing is. his Bible knowledge here, but... <laughs> a Bible just pops out of your bicep. <laughs> <laughs> I'd also like to go back to Jude Law and the fact that it has uh, both the famous curse where Jesse Lacey doomed my country to several decades of rain. <laughs> the weather it rains there all the time. That's what it was. Damn. But Jesse. also, what a good breakup song line that, like I said, is so mean and so, so mean. petty, but perfectly, uh, uh, perfectly, perfectly accurate. Petty. Yeah, when you yeah, say, it's kind of like it's as mean not as burning in the wreckage than dying at the bottom of it's the like sea. A rec- <laughs> it's like a recorded version of as mean as like people want to be but mm-hmm. can't. You can imagine someone reason. being like, "Oh, yeah, I wonder if he wrote a song about me." <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what that. I wonder how this girl feels. <laughs> I wonder what that guy I dated in high school turned out. Oh, he wrote a whole song about a plane crashing that I was in. Because I went to England to study. (laughs) Album also came out a month after 9-11. Yikes. And we're back. Uh, (laughs) We are back. And we are covering the... Covering. Coveting. We are coveting the 2004 Jeff Schaefer masterpiece Euro Trip. And we're also coveting our neighbor's wives. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Uh... Mike, uh, you know play, what? Play the clip. This is a synopsis of the movie, and it's done by our friend Tyler. It's something. Should we give it a name? Uh, we'll give it a. We'll figure out a name. All right. This it know. doesn't have a name yet, but this here's... is yeah. Tyler's gonna tell you the plot of this movie. Your trip. Yeah. Uh, dude has a pen pal. Wants the banger. He secretly thinks it's a man the whole time, but it's like really attractive. It's one of those things where like the the the, the, the protagonist is very closeted, but they make fun of it because it's the early 2000s. But that'd be it's weird. Uh, well, they find out his pen pal is a lady the whole time. He graduates. His his girlfriend cheats on him with Matt Damon, who and this is a skinhead in this. I, uh, that's a weird plot twist. Not sure how Matt Damon would be a skinhead, but he is. Fast forward, they're in Europe. They have a camera friend taking pictures of the whole sex ordeal. So they travel to try and find this lady. Uh, I forget where she is in the long run, but they catch up. They have sex in a church in Rome. I think it's the Vatican. Pope sees it. Uh, then they end up getting together. Then uh, they, they say that, hey, we'll hang out in the long run. We'll do the long distance thing. But uh, somehow they overlook the fact that they both apply to the same college. They end up there as roommates because uh, whoever does room assignments doesn't know that Mika is a, a woman's name in German, and then they are uh, banging roommates. Pretty astute, I would say. There you have it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, uh, 
I got that footage from him before I rewatched the movie, and I was like, I don't remember a lot. Oh no, that happened. Like I, I, I forgot that a lot of it happened. Yeah. But yeah. How do you, what do you think? Pretty accurate. Pretty bang on. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy, you guys had you had never seen this movie. I Joe. had never seen it. What, what are your initial thoughts on it? Uh, my initial thoughts is it's probably we talked about this a little bit yesterday. It's super problematic. Like ninety percent of the movie and the stuff they say is problematic, but there's like some weirdly woke parts too okay uh, like the like when uh, he makes the girl rubber boobs for five minutes that part's super woke obviously he uh, asks if that's where he parked his car that's his, <laughs> yeah, true. his, his catchphrase uh and um but like the nude beach scene mm-hmm. when michelle trachtenberg is about to take her top off and then they're like no don't do it and mm-hmm. then all the gross dudes like follow them they like get bonus like kind of like you know yeah. yeah, they're giving the guys a bad name. You're right. Well, <laughs> and when they think that uh, he, that he's decided that Mike is the love of his life and his friend's like, yo, that's cool, man. Like, yeah. thanks yeah. for coming out to me before you came out to your parents. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of like, I feel like that was a thing in movies around the time where it was like, dude, you're gay, but you're coming out to me. So that's cool. Thanks. But, like, yeah, I feel like totally. that was definitely like a thing. I was like, interesting. Um, <laughs> hope it inspired a wave of bros to come out to their best friends. You know what? Please. I hope it did, honestly. Yeah. Um, Hopefully they were listening to brand new at the time. Well, let's hop right in it because it's like one the best part of the movie and two right at the beginning. Scotty doesn't know. Mm-hmm. Do you have the song by any chance? I can play it. Yeah. Uh, well, we could play it at the end. No, and let's play. Oh, it right we have now. something else. We, we, we got to play. play. Yeah, we got to play Jude Law at the end. I need you guys to know that there used to be a club night in London where you could go for three pounds and listen to emo music and hey, you would play up, Scotty everybody. who doesn't know. Really? It was Monday <laughs> nights. Shout out to Anthem. Like That's awesome. And we would freak out every time. <laughs> This is recorded the by the band Lustra. Freakiest little sex puppet I know. <laughs> the freakiest little sex puppet. Fiona. All right, let's get to the music. Uh, in real life, a former girlfriend of Matt Damon left you, him baby. for Lars Ulrich, a, the drummer of Metallica. Oh, what a downgrade. Amazing. Oh, what a, Definitely are, a downgrade. I'm also comfortable saying this song still rips. <laughs> it kind of does. Also, she's dressed as probably the pinnacle emo punk rock like oh, yeah. wet dream girl in this with the white tank top and like <laughs> yeah. the flat skirt yeah. <laughs> there's also a line where he says I did her on his birthday at the end and just like the most on the nose joke of all time I always thought that was so funny just like and in case this didn't fuck with you enough I did her on his birthday <laughs> one of my favorite things about that song and Joe and I talked about this is one of the funniest running jokes in a movie where it follows them throughout the movie is like people's ringtones oh, yeah. and then we're in like the Slovakian club there's like a techno remix yeah. on it they acknowledge it they look up like hey that sounds familiar yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're like laughing about it by then um, Matt Damon I, it took me a couple years after seeing this when I was a teenager to realize that was him really oh really and Joey found out what movie what stop in his career this movie took place yeah so right before this he did Born Supremacy and Ocean's 12 and right after this he did Brothers Grimm nice but I have a, a fun fact I found out since then about this what was that uh, he was in Prague shooting the Brothers Grimm um, when uh, I guess some people that worked on this movie asked him if he would play the part of whatever his character's name is Singer uh, of Lustra. Wait, did he leave Europe to fly back to America to film a scene for a movie set in Europe yes <laughs> due to the fact he was required to, to wear a wig in his part in the Brothers Grimm he spontaneously shaved his head for the Eurotrip cameo cool I'm gonna say it's That's not dedication. a strong look for him but I liked the tribal tattoos well and uh, according to time he's a skinhead in this so yeah, <laughs> it paid off I'm gonna play from the intro uh, more music related stuff uh, the cover of my generation the French Canadian cover or whatever yeah, it's kind of fun. It's like it's like nice little light-hearted romp. Oh yeah, 
like the montage of all the stuff. The very yeah. long cold open. Yeah, I mean it's not great. I add this to my autumn playlist. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I mean, nothing great, but um, oh shit! I also forgot to play the opening line of the movie. Yeah, let's play the opening line of the movie. Okay, here we go. Okay, we got a lot of uh, audio accompaniment today. Absolutely. <laughs> Congratulations, Hudson High Class of 2004. Congratulations. It's a scary time to be an American traveling abroad. And Very true. Right. Without a passport. Thanks, babe. And you have to tell everybody you're Canadian. That used to be a thing after 9-11. Right. I'll see you at Wade's party tonight. See you then. All right. So, I'm, uh, just you and me for the entire summer. Next year you graduate, join me in college. See, it's just like we planned. I'm dumb and cut it off right before she breaks up with him. <laughs> like <laughs> the, the pinnacle of that part. Oh, yeah. That's, but that's, I think that's what it was. Yeah, it's my Which bad. is a part we highly enjoyed where then, he's looking off into the distance forlornly in his family's uh, video who, camera. Who plays his dad? Jeffrey Tambor. Tambor yeah, 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 also yeah. Another sex criminal. Yeah, another, yeah, another sex criminal. That's Allegedly. the connection. Used to him and him. Jesse Lacey is the connection for these... <laughs> I'm oh, not a lawyer. <laughs> more problematic shit. Uh, Cooper in this movie says to the younger brother, stay black, Bert. Yeah, right at the beginning. He does, right at the beginning. What's that all about? He says, like, Cooper says probably like, oh, the it's... worst stuff yeah. throughout the whole movie. Oh. I feel bad because a note I made before I deleted off my phone, which is that I'm definitely the Cooper of my friendship group. <laughs> <laughs> but I might take that back now. <laughs> well, I you can't take it back now. It's on recording. <laughs> I looked up some of the other stuff. that I mean, Alec Berg has done, like, Silicon Valley and Curb Your Enthusiasm and Seinfeld and... Barry and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Jeff Schaefer has done Bruno, The Dictator, and Clear History. Not the hottest takes. <laughs> hmm. Okay. okay. Um, seems on brand. Seems, yeah. Yeah, it seems so. on brand, though. Um, Scott's email is scott.thomas at scottemail.com. <laughs> and then I think hers is at like deutschnet.com <laughs> or something. Com. <laughs> seems legit. I love, I love um, the way that like th- this era of movies portrayed the internet because like that's not what any browsers ever looked like they would have all these crazy interfaces you mean that things. when you got email it didn't say mail motherfucker <laughs> Tyler <laughs> Tyler had that as his uh, text message tone on one of his there phones in eighth grade. <laughs> we also loved uh, the part where you see him peeing in the bathroom but he's not peeing in his toilet I'm sorry oh, he's it's like implied pee- he's peeing he's in the peeing sink he's peeing beside like you hear him peeing oh, but you, is uh, peeing in Scotty's no, sink it's or something Scotty, no, it's isn't Scotty. It? yeah it's Scotty in the Weird. beginning yeah but when he like wakes up or especially something. tailored joke because a mutual friend of all three of ours is well known for getting drunk and peeing in sinks and videotaping oh. it and sending it to all of us <laughs> Jesus <laughs> I can only guess who <laughs> um, there's a, a line where he says uh, Cooper England's an island now Willa is this true is England really an island this is true wow oh. And do all <laughs> do all soccer fans take double decker buses from <laughs> country to country? No, that was a very classy move, especially the part where Vinnie Jones and pardon my French here uh, calls people poofs, but the closed captioning wrote puffs. <laughs> really? <laughs> he's the guy from like Lockstock and yeah, yeah, yeah. Two smoking bells. Oh, he's yeah. amazing. And Snatch. I love him. His name in this is Mad Maynard. The thing Ooh. is, I highly appreciate this because I feel like most english actor cameos in american movie people think it's gonna you know, be like helen Mirren, judy yeah. dench oh no in reality they, we, we would be Benny represented Jones, by Benny jones danny dyer if they haven't been on coronation street emmerdale or eastenders i'm not interested or Ooh. in prison for glassing somebody during a football match <laughs> i read that um vinnie jones in real life won nine international ca- caps for wales what's a cap sounds hmm. like a championship sounds like a championship or something um, and like he hat. played for wimbledon in the premier league 
he was not and is still not a Manchester United fan. <laughs> Nor am I. I'm glad that they cleared that up. I will say also, I highly enjoyed this representation of England because, you know, you think a movie's going to show England men in top hats, the queen, Mm-mm. you know, her soldiers. The fact that they go to a pub and it's just all angry, red-faced white men in football shirts getting drunk and being yep. racist is spot on. And I love the song, My Baby Takes the Morning Train to Watch Me Watch in Manchester United. That was an amazing... That whole scene train. was incredible, honestly. When they chase the poor French man in his jersey, he drops oh. his... his paper sack of baguettes and brussels sprouts <laughs> i love the line you got steamed up pissed as a fart too much sauce son <laughs> they also say a i can't believe i'm saying this i learned this in history class from uh from my teacher who was of italian descent and he told me back back Ooh. in the good days when they used to call italians eye ties as a slur oh, yeah. this is used heavily yeah, in the movie, used heavily yeah. in the movie. but that, that's like an old slur like yeah. really bringing that into 2004 i think Even, they use it in breaking away because the kid is like wants to be an italian and the dad keeps saying it's like that's id food that's italian yeah, that's eight food. Yeah. Even Fred Armisen's character's name is creepy Italian guy in Ooh. this, I think. Miscusi. Mi bello. I, we were talking about this, and that's kind of—is this like the birth of that character for him? Because that's like that became. Yeah. A I was not much talking about this because my point is that this is just Fred Armisen being Fred Armisen, and his whole shtick is being creepy Fred Armisen. <laughs> true. True. Um, uh, it's, it's also like it's not acting, but that plays out like an SNL sketch where it's even like first tunnel it's like it's like in yeah. a bit in three parts where it's like first tunnel second thing is weird then the third one's like uh-oh here comes the big like closing line it's, yeah it's just totally. those are what the trains there look like they are big carriages like six three by three people facing each other and it's very tight and i definitely rode one to i've seen harry potter <laughs> <laughs> but it's usually stinkier i rode yeah. one on my there's dementors everywhere did you from uh, warsaw to krakow it was very very hungover and threw up for the six hour ride through a snowstorm the construction worker fed me pierogies Hooray. question you said it's smellier did you watch the movie in smellivision <laughs> no they used to have like little bunk beds too that were like murphy beds that would come down off the wall but you had to pay extra uh a lot oh, of good sh- cameos in this yes yeah. lucy lawless as madame vandersex Vander joanna lumley as the hostel owner that says if you have any valuables hide them up your anus and i was yeah. like yeah, true uh Diedrich bader as the mugger uh, when he mugs the brother, the camera guy, when he's... Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Drew Carey Show guy. <laughs> yeah, Drew Carey Show guy. I had to look up his name. I didn't know his name, to be fair. <laughs> this isn't quite a cameo, but it says here that the scream at the end of Scotty Doesn't Know is Howard Dean's famous 2004 scream from his campaign speech. Interesting. Oh, kind of a cameo. <laughs> uh, that's kind of amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Just like threw it in. Uh, Mike, we this is like kind of becoming a reoccurring theme. In 13 Going On 30, mm-hmm. there was very much a Nikon product placement. Oh, yes. <laughs> this movie was really pushing the Leica on us. <laughs> we discussed this yesterday. He talks about how the Leica took him four summers of tutoring lacrosse to earn. Yeah. And we were adjusting for inflation. It's probably at least six or seven summers by now, but <laughs> yeah. it, it stands. He didn't, uh, he talked about how there was a built in light meter. I was like, yeah, there should be, but he didn't talk <laughs> about the Leica glass, which is like the biggest thing about a Leica is that they use like their own really nice glass. Right. Didn't the girl at the store say, oh, is it the M six? And he was like, no, it's the M seven. Yeah, oh, yeah. And then they went through all the additional features that the seven has. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, there was a line to that's, are they in, Germany at that point, or France, or where? Wherever they are, uh, I think they might be in France by then. By the camera store, oh, that is Amsterdam. Oh, that's Amsterdam. Amsterdam. That's right. Well, there was a line somewhere in there where someone's like, "Oh, that's why France and Germany have always been allies." (laughs) (laughs) That part, yeah, that was very (laughs) Very subtle. We okay. I loved that part just because 
the bit where the two Americans get high off of regular brownies is <laughs> yeah. very on par with the or exchange they, trip they, I took to Amsterdam with Americans. They think they're high the whole time, and the dude's just like, no, this is just brownies. And the, Lucy Lawless's uh, sex assistants are called Hans and Gruber, and wearing love, love and Ramstein starts playing when they pulled the chainsaw cord the, on the like the engine powered th- triple, triple dildo. dildo. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's like. Because uh, he says the safe word, but the safe word turns out to be something more the intense. word that means the triple the f- automatic dildo or the whatever. Flugen Gleason. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, they also they, use they use the word suzamen or something like that, which just means together. But they, in, in the movie, they imply that it means like to fuck. Or something yeah. Like it's like, it's like zuzamen, zuzamen. That's like not at all what it means. <laughs> um, the robot fight in France oh, is amazing. Don't even ask Willow how many times I've said error, error in the last couple days because well, I, I love that part when he was like falling down. You, that you is not a robot move. My robot balls. <laughs> you know oh, my robot balls. That error, was far error. funnier than it should have been. Oh, uh, I was cracking up. So good. I think we rewatched it even. And then isn't there like an American one at the end? Doesn't isn't there like a yeah? He some puts sort one in a headlock on campus. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, all of the stuff in Bratislava was good. I love oh, that the, the dog so just hold, eating a hand. I love that actor that plays. I think his name's his character's name is Tibor. Yeah, and uh, he rolls up and he's like, "My friends, where's the beef?" <laughs> he also said, "Miami Weiss, number one show." <laughs> and he's like, "Good thing you came here in the uh, in the summer. Our winters here are terrible, or something like he that." He says, "Our winters here are so depressing." <laughs> um, so we need to start. I mean, every movie we watch it has like a homophobic homophobic thing i feel like it does we need yeah. like a homophobia meter but That's i think true. this is our first twin cest and like outright <laughs> anti-semitism true. with the hitler kid <laughs> yeah uh, dude i have a note that says hitler child and i don't know at the very what end the joey was, was asleep by this part but when the credits roll they show like bloopers and one of the bloopers is the director trying to demonstrate the goose step to this oh. poor child oh, like, who's looking I... real confused then they make fun of the mentally challenged at one point when they say that cooper's mentally challenged to get into the vatican they throw the hard r around a couple times they talk about it. he was watching a, a gay porno the girls never came I was like, D- will they let it go already? <laughs> I know. Jesus. Uh, this movie won a Teen Choice Award for, <laughs> for a movie you don't want your parents to see. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <True. laughs> I don't remember there being that many boobs in there, but I also yeah. may have watched yeah. it on Channel 5 well, before we, the watershed. We watched the unrated version, oh. so it, which was a minute longer than the theatrical. It's all boobs. So that might just have extra been boobs. Just all dicks and boobs. I like the idea of them re-editing and being like just put more boobs in. Just just more boobs. There's a version of that movie Sex Drive called like the boob version and it's just like gratuitous God, where people drive. will just walk across the screen with like no Weird. shirt on. It's really, really I feel ridiculous like at this age it. the only movie with boobs I'd seen had been Starship Troopers. Wow. <laughs> and But I was telling Joe that the, all of the adverts that was like a funny throwaway joke where they're watching an advert for like soap that's just like two naked ladies in the shower because that oh, is yeah. very accurate, accurate of German adverts. They're like, "Oh, you eating breakfast cereal? Here's like a lady eating breakfast cereal topless, just on like daytime TV." Love it, great. Uh, Get rid of the FCC. Rotten <laughs> 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 like, Tomatoes. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, I feel like this is like. Uh, the era where all the movies were just predicated on trying to get your friend laid, like Van Wilder and all those kind of movies. I feel like it really piggybacks yeah, on that kind of absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. They don't really and, and all help the American each other, Pie though. Movies and they don't. They kind of like make they it worse. They travel to Europe <laughs> to get their friend laid. Which goes to one of my favorite uh, pop culture debates, which is Doppler v. Dahmer. And the idea is that a romantic gesture, depending on how it received, can either be Doppler, very romantic, like and say anything, okay. or if it's not received welcomely <laughs> and it's not reciprocated, like Dahmer. So if you're her and you've blocked this guy and he travels across Europe and shows up and tracks you down to your school trip in Italy, <laughs> it's kind of creepy. That's very creepy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm into that. Um, 
I was just going to say Rotten Tomatoes gave this movie a 47%. What yeah. would you guys give it out of 10? Out of t- 10? Are we not doing a percentage scale here? No, nah, we always do ours out of 10. Out of 10, yeah. 7.5. Wow. I'd give it a... For nostalgia, I'll go 6.5. Okay. But I thought I, it was I funnier than I remembered, it. for sure. There were some funny parts. I gave it like a five and a half, probably. Like I, uh, having never seen it, I don't have the connection to it. But it's okay. not doesn't have to be an emotional connection. No, but like I don't have like the nostalgia of like, oh, this is hilarious. But like, mm-hmm. there were some parts that were absolutely yeah. hilarious. There was a lot of uh, very specific Catholic-based humor, which as a <laughs> former Catholic who was banned from church after First Communion, I enjoyed, but was weird for a mainstream movie that there's at least like a part dedicated to like catholic inside jokes about like pope tradition yeah can we back up real quick you got banned from church <laughs> yes okay. i stole communion wafer and gave it to my brother oh well it no, was no. it was to feed your family yeah. <laughs> Jean Valjean. Um, another european reference i'm gonna run through some of some of the soundtrack real quick there's scotty doesn't know there's my generation by that french band <laughs> 99 red balloons in the city by the jam was pretty cool to hear um there's a business song in there too business song oh yeah. nice there's a Are You Gonna Be My Girl by Jet. There's a song called I Love Marijuana by Linval Thompson. I feel like they play Are You Gonna Be My Girl twice. Yeah, a lot of, like okay. when they're taking off every time I think they play it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's some... some oh, Saplan Pour Moi, that, that Plastic Bertrand song that we were listening to beforehand. Yep. That one's a classic. Um, the Bad Touch by the Bloodhound Gang. Amazing Great. song. Great, yep. And something called Horn Dog by the Overseer. I don't know what that is, but I'm going to definitely listen to it. Um... Mike, you also got some plot keywords. Oh, yes, the the tags. We don't have a name for this segment yet. We'll come up with one. Wait, backtrack. They also played Bad Touch during the scene in Paris, which is where the Bad Touch music video was filmed. Oh, no yo, that make, that's that very makes cool. Sense. I like that video still to this day. That song is actually <laughs> still a very good song. Oh, yeah. I, I put that I in a movie it. about a road trip to get my friend. Not anything. Okay. Really. <laughs> it's great for any soundtrack. Um, some of the tags include... Public nudity, nudist, nudity, incestuous kissed, female frontity, female frontal nudity. Pornhub tags? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what search honestly, engine are you using here, Mike? <laughs> using the internet movie database. Opening a beer bottle with one's eye socket. Pap- <laughs> papal conclave. F word. Watching television. Freaking out. Law firm internship. Gay slur. Reference to, reference to David Hasselhoff. Hand on knee. Reference to Jackie Collins and apartment building. <laughs> that was a part I highly enjoyed where he's having the anxiety dream about her getting laid by like a Dolph Lundgren guy in a tight white shirt. Up. Well, no, they play like a soft German sexual song and then it's just like a little bubble in the corner of David Hasselhoff singing on a beach. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. That's pretty pretty funny. Um, I stumbled my way through those. That's, that's pretty all right. There was another one that was impersonating Adolf Hitler. <laughs> oh, thanks, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> that one really stuck out to me. Um... Well, that being said, we got, uh, we, never mind. We'll talk about it later. Uh, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> I was just going to say, we got to, we, we just throw all our segments in right one right after another. Yeah, we should probably space we them out a little more. We could probably figure out a way yeah. to space it out. I came but, up with a fun game for you guys if you want to do this. Uh, the, the classic Fuck, Mary Kill. Okay. Um, <laughs> Joey, yours will be Mika, Jenny, and Fiona. And Willie, yours will be Cooper, Scotty, and Jamie. Very heteronormative view. <laughs> well, I just know your predilections. <laughs> say, fuck Lucy Lawless. Uh, oh, I can't throw in Madame Vandersex. She was the main character. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know about this. <laughs> All right, removed, <laughs> stricken from the record. Um, what was I gonna say? Should we hop right into it? Yeah, why not? Let's let's do tasting. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. 
thought you guys were picking lines or whatever, like we, name line. That we got. See, the thing about not spacing out the segments is that that one's after this one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so now we got our segment. Tasting notes. Don't you usually say it too. Oh, tasting notes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, uh, so we pair up just food and drink items from either. I usually, I for a while, I was trying to put like the music from the record and the food from the movie, oh, but wow. it's hard to do. That's hard. It's really hard in this one in general. No, mm-hmm. try me. No, what do you? Well, first of all, soak amaretto lime. Of course, right. That's but the only thing I could really get from. The I invented record. a new cocktail for this. Mm-hmm. Oh, which would be. Okay, so on BuzzFeed, you may have seen they sell these glasses that you could buy someone that you hate, which is like a shot glass with a bullet in it. We talking BuzzFeed.com? Yeah, this is like on a list of like hot Christmas presents. So it'd okay. be the shot glass with a bullet in it. Put absinthe in there, yep. soco, amaretto, and lime, which by the way sounds disgusting. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then put chapstick around the rim. Oh, chapstick. The bullet or the chapstick. It. I don't get it. It's a brand the new lyric. Line. Oh, yeah. okay. It's time for you to choose the bullet or the chapstick. Got it. Uh, Missed that one. Wow, I can't even top that. Mine is just a hodgepodge of all the drinks and food I heard in the movie. Mm-hmm. So uh, there was like a part where the truck driver's like, uh, I had schnapps, uh, Benzedrine, and those little chocolate-covered peanuts. <laughs> uh, and then uh, just absinthe and non-pot brownies. Nice. <laughs> just regular brownies. <laughs> that truck driver bit was actually kind of funny but really weird because like i can't go back to berlin i stabbed a woman there and i was yeah. like whoa yeah, but yeah. but it it weirdly worked and i feel like in another movie it would have been it probably great. Not worked <laughs> i mean that character was somehow endearing with how crazy he was <laughs> yeah um my tasting notes uh would just be a pint from the british bar and then that bowl of pasta that they used for the interstitials where it was just like a plane flying into a bowl of pasta when they went to italy <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good yeah. i visibly gagged when they made their <laughs> Oh noise yeah. when the plane yeah. landed in the sky yeah, that's bowl. What, I forgot Yuck. about that. I like that Bratislava was uh, represented on the table by like a, pile, a broken beer bottle and a pile of cigarette butts. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. I also I want to talk about obviously that they deserve to have their wallet stolen because their meal in Paris, where a pint of beer costs roughly fifteen dollars, was like lobster, spaghetti, and wine. What the hell? Yum. I was like, you guys are blowing your entire travel budget yeah, it's all day him. too. He sold yeah. the Leica for like seven thousand bucks or something. <laughs> True. So they were balling. Um, we usually do a segment where we try to find us in the movie, and I found all three of us. Okay. Uh, you and I are the human robots. Who's the French one? Who's the American? Uh, I feel like you're vaguely more French. I'm a little than more French. Okay. Yeah. And you then, also got that mustache going. Yeah. And Willa, sorry, but you're the raunchy fairy, the absinthe fairy. <laughs> That's good. Since I like Lucy, that since one. Lucy Lawless was taken. Yeah. Or keep bringing Lucy Lawless up a lot. You're, Lucy you're Lawless, Lucy, you guys could be Hans, Hans and Gruber. Gruber. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Much better. Uh, Don't know what I was thinking. Either I'll take either. Uh, and you know, just keep it going. Now we got wine or cheese. Or cheese. I'm not going to play the theme song. You're not going to play the theme song. I, 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 yeah, sure. I'll play the theme song. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, we'll explain it to you before, but I'll explain it for the listeners too. Also to buy Mike some time to keep the music. But we present lines or quotes from the movie and the lyrics of the record. And then the others have to guess whether or not it's from the wine. Or the cheese. And by the time you have it explained, I will. And by the time I have it explained, up. we have a theme song. Nice. I had a really hard time with this one. I had a hard time with this one too. So, how many did you come up with, Mike? Really, two. <laughs> I think you said one. Well, do you have any? 
or okay, that's fine. You can you can. I'm a guest. There was no homework. That's assigned. okay. Uh, yeah. right. <laughs> Mike, I'll. I got like three or four, so okay. I'll go, and then you go, and then the other two will answer. Um, cool. So my first one is she tells him she's in church, but she doesn't go. <laughs> Scotty doesn't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you told me you can't wait to see me, and then you didn't bother to show up. Brand new. Brand new, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, fuck me. <laughs> well, given what we know now, that seems like the exact opposite of what you want. That is from uh, Eurotrip. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is going great so far. Because he's talking about Mika being a boy. Or yep, being exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, and my second one is administer the testicle clamps. <laughs> brand new. You'd be surprised. It's from Definitely brand new. <laughs> uh, my last one. Well, I'll just throw both of them out there. Uh, my second to last one is consider this a letter that I never sent. Brand new. Sounds like brand new. Okay. And my last one is, this isn't where I park my car. Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was a joke they tried to push too much. They did. It's like they a, did. hey. Right. And then later he's like, this is definitely where I exactly. parked my car. Uh, I saw somewhere that apparently the people did punch up on this movie that wrote out cold and it was supposed to be that uh, hot tub scene was supposed to be m- in that, used movie, for that movie, but it yeah. wasn't. Yeah. Weird. yeah. They just kept it around. I also enjoyed me and Joey looked at the writing credits of the writers that they are a partner team that have done several movies together, including cat in the hat. Oh really? The, the Jim Carrey's one. one. Oh, the Mike Myers one. Yeah. Wait, no, Jim Carrey's in the Grinch. My bad. <laughs> Different thing. And they did the dictator, like all three of them too. Um, yeah. Why isn't Michelle Trachtenberg in more stuff? This might have been like the last thing she. She did. was in Buffy, then this, and I feel like I'm missing something. She was Harriet the Spy. She wasn't much in in much after this. I looked it up, and really? like she pops up in random stuff once in a while, but yeah. I have no clue. I but, like her. I thought she was yeah. pretty good. Yeah, for sure. Harriet for, the Spy was great when I was a kid. Yeah, maybe um, one of the first movies I saw in theaters. Same. She ate tomato sandwiches. Yeah, she did. <laughs> saw with my grandma. Um, all right, that about does it for this week. Yeah. Um, thank you, Willa, for coming on the show. Do you have any final comments? Nippa. Um, <laughs> Merci beaucoup. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, thank you very much for coming on again. And uh, do you have our next pairing? I do. Well, in the meantime, I was going to say, be sure to check out Lehigh Valley Apparel Creations. They got another Let's Hang Out coming up. I think it's December 28th. Is that right? That sounds right. The Holiday Hangout. It's December 28th. Uh, let's Hang Out um holiday edition i forget the actual name but check it out uh, so far they've announced daddy's donuts i think and that's and it. outer heaven is playing philly's oh, cool. own so that's cool um plenty of awesome wrestling uh and go get some shirts printed by them uh check out cinepunks.com check out the the overlord review check out the overlord <laughs> review uh and uh check out all the other podcasts check overlord out- is about when your trips go bad <laughs> it's a prequel to Euro Trip. World War Two uh, is one long extended Euro. Trip. It does talk about France and Germany being longtime allies. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, check us out on social media, Wine Cheese Pod, on everything. Um, send us an email uh, and leave us a review. And join us next time. Our pairing is going to be "So Long Astoria" by the Ataris and the Goonies. Wonderful. Will any any final French phrases? You said that. Oh, um, <laughs> well, she already said "ne pas" and "merci beaucoup." <laughs> the best French phrase from a movie is still "jeter la vache" from Monty Python's Search for the Holy Grail. There you go. Can you say Scotty doesn't know in French? No. <laughs> <laughs> right. See you guys. Thanks. Next time.
fucking Sorenstein But it's the genie at the bottom Who I'm sucking at He owes me one last wish So here's a present To let you know I still exist I hope the next boy that you kiss I 